Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to um, the Off Point at 30 podcast, a, um, a podcast that goes off in point because we both buggered up getting up to 30. <laughs> um, my name is Les Steed. I'm Marlon White. And um, yeah, so today's topic is living with your partner for the first time. Um, Marlon has uh, been living with his, his missus. I love that term. It's just kind of grown on me over the last few months. Um, so, about 18 months now. Yep. And um, I this week moved in with mine um, after three weeks. Okay. So at the moment we're recording in lockdown, hence the change of scenery. I'm uh, living in her flat for the first time. Most of the last couple of weeks, no, mo- since I've known her over the last few months, it's been a bit uh, different because um, we've been quite long distance. So I've spent a few weekends over here, but never actually committed to longer than that because of my work being in London. Um, so after three weeks of lockdown, I left home, mostly because I was uh, here already when the lockdown started and my parents just shattered dick and called all the steeds back to the stable and I needed my screen to be able to work. Um, so I was like, I was like, well, shit. So I went home just to make sure that my dad, who's quite, he's getting on a bit. So I made sure that dad was all right. And, um, you know, and I kind of got there being like, dad, don't die. And turns out he's fine. Uh, he's just as grumpy as ever, the old sausage. Um, and I've realized that over the last couple of weeks, obviously, you know, like everyone else, I'm not very good at staying in. Um, so I'd be out off, I'd be trying to go out like on my motorbike cause I live in the countryside normally and I'd end up like, um, and my mum would get, she would absolutely shit a brick thinking that I'm going to get pulled over by the police and chased down by a helicopter again. And, um, again, yeah. yeah, when I was 14, I got, um, I got chased by a helicopter. I, it, yeah, no, shit, you know, actually, no, that's quite a good story, actually, that one. <laughs> I want to so, hear that now. Eh? I want to hear that. Oh, you wanna, all right, okay, so when, me, when I was, like, 14, me and my mate were, um, me and my mate Tom, he's a dad now. I mean, like, it's weird. He's, like, he's like one of those, I mean, he didn't do it on purpose, but he's a dad. And um, like, and he's got this absolutely gorgeous little daughter, and she is the most beautiful little sproglet. But we're 14 years old, and we went through this phase of climbing on scaffolding, and... Um, in this and like so we would like go to like those construction sites where people are like putting up three-story flats and stuff in like the local town and we climb up the crane at night time like a bunch of little robbers and one time one every now and then we get caught but um we kind of got good at staying invisible so we realized that if you wear dark blue then it makes you difficult to see um so when you're doing stuff like you know like what has now become some sort of you know like shit parkour basically yeah. Um, what we were doing was, yeah, we were doing like parkour without the gymnastics. We were just kind of like, just kind of quietly climbing around like a bunch of creeps, but we weren't creeps. We were having the best fucking time. It was amazing. Yeah. Like we would like, so we'd be like climbing across rooftops across like the terraces over a high street and we'd be like, you know, like we're little cats. And like, uh, anyway, so, um, this one time we ended up, um, climbing up. We, we, cause I live in a village. We ended up, we found there was this house and it was having like a load of construction done. And, um, and I didn't realize, but, and, um, so me and, me and my mate Tom, we, we, we had a sleepover. We went, did the usual stuff that you do when you're 14, like we went garden hopping. Yeah. So where, that's where you jump from garden to garden. You go the whole way along the road if you can. And we saw this house and we were like, challenge accepted. And, um, for some reason we just decided that it was a good idea to climb this house yeah. and to climb on the scaffolding. But what I didn't know was that, um, the person who owned the house was a doctor. Yeah. Um, and the person who, and that particular doctor had like three young kids, one of whom was a baby. 
and her husband as well was kind of like he was he was he, they're all lovely people it turns out and um really really good people but they'd there'd been this gangland murder uh in surrey about that week and all the people who had been involved including this doctor had um had been like had been threatened by the gang who were responsible that if anything ever got out or if anyone ever found out and that all of them were in danger so they're all under like police watch they had like a panic button and everything and no one told us anything because of course they bloody didn't because no one knew except for the family mm. um and it would have caused like a neighborhood watch i mean it would have been like twitching curtains every time anyone went past it already is but it would have been worse yeah so this <laughs> so me and my mate climbing up there no problem at all like it's dead at night it's one in the morning we're like sitting a <laughs> We're so clever. This is so great. Ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. Climb, 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 climb. At the end of it, we got bored, and I jumped off the um, I jumped off the the roof, swung my legs down, thinking and pirouette, and it did not work out because I went smash straight into the top of a metal bin. Yeah. All of a sudden, the whole front of the house just lights up like a spotlight. It is all just spotlights. Foomph! And me and Thomas stood at the top like. Fuck! I, I've never moved that fast. I ran straight across all the gardens. Like I was back in my own in my in the field behind my house, like so fast. Meanwhile, Tom was still stood on the roof, like shit, 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 shit. Meanwhile, and and um, the guy who the, the bloke whose house it was came running out with the baseball bat. His wife had a spear, and Tom was like, "Fuck!" And the bloke's like, "You bastards!" And he's Fucking swinging at Tom. Tom's ducking out. Tom ducks this first swing that would have killed him. He was aiming to kill because he thought this guy, this poor guy, thought that someone was coming to come kill his family. Yeah. And we are like, shit, 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 shit. 14. The police helicopter is off the ground. This chopper is in the air because they're trying, they're like, fuck yeah, we've got this gang. We're going to get them. We're going to, they're going to try and murder these people. We're going to get them. Because that's, you know, like, well, I mean, you know, it's pretty fucking cool. There's blue lights fucking everywhere, pounding down to this arse and nowhere village from like all the towns around. And we're like, and we legged it down this garden. My mate goes into one of the uprights in the uh, scaffolding and keeps running. But I vaguely knew them. So I was like, you know, I was like, try- I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And um, uh, yeah, and since then, you know, the relationship's kind of been a little bit, um, a little bit sour, but you know, I mean, they're, they're nice. Can imagine. There's always that slight bit of awkwardness where you're like, hi. <laughs> and <then> like, <laughs> Like, yeah, I remember you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Back to the topic. Um, how's it living with your missus now? Well, it's day three. Um, day three. I think that after three weeks of being on, trying to be on the phone to each other, being like, you know, like just with signal problems and, you know, like, and then one of us will start watching TV mid-conversation. And, you know, like, I think she, and she has this thing where she insists on like doing FaceTiming. Mm. So my arms got tired and I'd be sitting there like with my phone being like, I'm trying to play PlayStation. And, you know, or like, and I put her on an easel, but then she got wise to the easel. So I got in trouble for that. Yeah. Anyway, so after about three weeks of just sort of trying to, you know, like be all like, oh, I miss you. And then they start saying stuff like, oh, yeah, it's going to be another three weeks and whatever. And just like, uh. so we did some research. We figured out that it's not against the, I mean, it, it's bending them, but it's not breaking any real rules yeah. Um, move permanently. Um, so packed a few bags, broke my mother's heart. Mm-hmm. And came came down to her place which is where i am now i'm in my own special room uh and using a desk that i've set up with my work stuff but, so it's, um, 
it's definitely a big move moving in to, to um together with a partner. How long have you two been together? We've been together since last September. Last September. Um, so I mean, but that's when I met her. I mean, like it was yeah. back when we started talking about doing this podcast. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I mean, I think I don't know if you were there, but like you know, uh, during, towards the end of my birthday and stuff, I found myself on the phone to her quite a bit and I was quite excited about her. And then um, we've been seeing each other what, every weekend and, you know, like, and on the phone every day kind of thing. Cause I'm, I'm quite, I think we're both quite intense people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we're both quite hardworking, both very sort of, we do tend to, um, to be quite, yeah, quite sort of, and we've both got quite big egos and quite big characters. You know, I wouldn't say big characters, but we're quite strong personalities. Yeah. So, that was one of the things that I was a bit worried about, about coming and living here was that um, when you know somebody every weekend or you know them maybe once or twice a week and those things are usually like sort of dates and, you know, like maybe having a TV night or something like that, but it's a TV night. It's not just yeah. a night. Um, it, it's a very different thing coming to live with somebody, which is something I've obviously known from the past. Yeah. Um, and, but it's also the fact that it's the first time I've lived away from home for three years consistently. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of recuperating all of that, um, that sort of sense of self and sort of not being a teenager anymore and being a responsible adult. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that there are quite a few things. Um, I mean, one of the things that I've noticed is that it's the diet. So my mum, she's amazing. She, she will cook a three course meal every night. Yeah. And the yeah. food is hits. Because my mum, she shows how much she loves people just by cooking. And she loves, you know, she's really, really good. Yeah. But she does cook a lot of dough and she does use ingredients I wouldn't necessarily use. Um, like, you know, like when I had a month of them being in Japan, I, I, I realised that my diet is actually a lot leaner. Um, and it's a bit more sort of, it's a bit more garlic heavy. It's a bit more sort of, uh, there's a bit more seasoning to it because of the influence of people who've been in my life over the years. Um, so it is nice to cook for myself again, and um, luckily for me, Lou and I, we have um, we have quite a few things in common um, in terms of diet. And I've realised that actually eighty percent of a solid relationship is is sharing about eighty percent of the same food, t t tasting food, and eighty percent tasting TV. Um, because without that, you're fucked. Um, living with somebody who likes TV that you hate is a killer. It depends. I've been on um, this ketogenic diet for about nearly two years now, coming up in May. So, like, me and uh, my missus don't eat the same food. She's like, she like, hates that diet. Do you two eat different meals then? No, no, no. So, um, like, for, for example, today we had um, pork chops. So, oh, lovely. Yeah, she had, she had hers with mashed potatoes, and I had mine with just veg. So, we, just, we have similar food, but like different variations to it. Like, like yesterday, we had meatballs, and she had pasta. I had this um, egg pasta I make myself. So That's cool. like, yeah, we, we, yeah, we eat sort of similar food, but not exactly the same. Like, I, I have my little twist to it. So, yeah, you can, you can, you can adjust that way. It doesn't have to be exactly the same. The only thing I do say to her, to uh, my missus, is that because she eats carbs, it takes so much longer to cook than my food. So I'll be like, my food be ready to eat. And her, we have to wait like 10, 15 minutes for her to finish cooking. Eating potatoes or eating rice, slowing down everything. But yeah, now, one, thing I say, one thing I do say about living with a partner is um, you, have, you, come together, you come together a lot more in, in, in the terms of um, you, have to, you eat the same time, you watch the same programs and everything. As opposed to when you're living with your parents, you can sort of do what you want. Like for me anyway, I used to just look after mm -hmm. myself at home. 
watch what I want, go to bed whatever time I want, sort of thing. But when you live with somebody, you sort of having to like think about how they feel, how thought how like involve them in everything you do, sort of thing. Yeah, like, especially I think yeah. when you live in a flat, it's a bit different because I mean, yeah. I live, I live in my house. We um, when we were young, I mean, because I have a slightly different thing. Meal time's been quite important as a family yeah. time, so we've always had this tradition of eating around a table, which I think is really good. Yeah, it is. Um, but it, and it's kind of like it's it's not patronising. It, it's very traditional sort of feel to it. But so at seven thirty, we're having dinner, and that's a three course meal. We're sitting down for an hour together, and you know, it's good because it's that's pretty good in this um, modern day, really, because um, as I said before, like when, when um, I think I said I mentioned a few episodes ago that um, living at home, I kind of lived like independently. So I sort of cooked my own meals, I did my own shopping, and only really sat down with my mum um on a Sunday. Really, we have Sunday dinner, but during the week, does that I, feel like an occasion type thing where it's like, "Hi, mother, <laughs> should we, should we come? It's like when you call your mum when you've been yeah. living away for the week, and they're yeah. like, "Oh." Oh dear, and then you've got to make a conversation instead of it naturally occurring in the yeah. day-to-day life. Not really, just like just what we just the habit we go into because she comes home from work much later than me. So I, I, I come in, cook my food, and also we eat very differently as well. So I just come in, this cook my food. Mum, or is this? Is this, this is my mum. This is my mum. Like, okay. Yes, yeah, so I come. I come home, cook my food, and then I just go off into my room for the rest of the night. So also living with a partner now, you kind of can't. You can't really. I can't just come in, cook my food, and just go to go into the room. Do you like, not find it's important to get some space sometimes, though. No, you definitely need your space. I call it man time. Like not every day, but like every so often. Every man time, go away. Even today, after we did our shopping, I'm like, you know, I need to chill a little bit. So I just went to the room with my phone and tablet and just like chilled, watch a few things on the internet, and um. Yeah, like my missus know this is man time, so she just leaves me alone, does her own thing in the living room. Yeah, I do that. Like, I do that a couple times a week. I just go off into the into the bedroom and just like go on YouTube or watch something on Netflix and just like yeah, this yeah. is my my time to just decompress and everything. Yeah, I think it's very helpful. I think you do need your space, and I think your situation is a bit different from mine because um, your your missus already had a place, right? Well, yeah, I mean, like, this is her flat, and yeah, but, like, luckily she had a two-bedroom flat, yeah. so, so uh, this is a spare bedroom, which is basically her wardrobe that she's kind of put, given me a bit of space in. Yeah. Um, got a couple of shirts still on the bed from moving in, because I can't be asked to move yeah. them. You're essentially oh, moving into her space, opposed to the way we, me and my missus did it, where we, we were both living with our parents, and then we went and found a place together. So this mm. is a place, this is a space that we create together, sort of thing. So, like, we don't... I'm not in her space and she's not in my space. This is a, a joint space. Our space. Yeah. It's not like this, is my, this was my apartment and then she's now come in with her like girly stuff, like, like intruding on my man space. It's sort of like we've sort of had to divide, we, we divided things up sort of like the way, so it suits us both essentially. Do you think that it's, it's better? Like, I mean, like, because I think you guys, have, I think there's obviously three ways to do this either. You know, you move into a place together, yeah. in which case, dead ownership. Um, then you've got, you know, she moves in with you or yeah. you move in with her. Yeah. You find that, because I mean, you know, I mean, like we we all know what happened when my ex-girlfriend from university yeah. would move out of mine. Yeah. And kind of almost sneakily, forcibly moved in yeah. um, to my place. And, and consistently did that as well, actually. That was quite difficult. Um, at uni, we had very small space, so we had a kind of an area smaller than this room, for example. 
Um, and having two people in that, I found very difficult. And yeah. I found it very, and I think almost subconscious because you love them. You do want, yeah. you know, but at the same time, you, you know, like you're still a human being, you're still quite territorial. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as much as you want to share everything with that person, yeah, they're sharing everything, but then it's kind of like they start to take over your, yeah. your space. And then yeah. you become, because I remember one time I tried to kick her out and um, when she was running off with some bloke who, well, yeah, do you remember, uh, you weren't there, but in my first year and this girl starts hanging out with this bloke and I'm sorry, but it was blatantly an affair. And anyway, um, but you know, then when they say it's not, then you kind of want to believe them. So you do. And then she just wouldn't go away. But um, my point is, and I it still bothers me 10 years later. Anyway. I mean, I'm over it, but you know, I mean, but you still have that little moment of what the fuck was wrong with me. Um, but anyway, so um, what I'm trying to get to is the fact that, you know, I, I find that as a bloke, I've moved in here, but I've moved in with one suitcase. Yeah. I've got my, but I brought some essentials. I did. I found that it's important to have my things. So I brought my PlayStation, even though she doesn't like PlayStations. Yeah. And but and also but the problem I found I thought I could play it off this screen here at my computer screen but I can't so now I have to use the main TV which is her thing and so we've we've ended up with a clash of things and yeah. so <laughs> so we've, we've settled on a happy medium which is that she can watch Netflix off my PlayStation yeah um, and I'm kind of trying to slowly wean her into that and I bought Mortal Kombat which is the only game she says she likes so I'm going to try and wean her onto PlayStation coming around to my way of thinking and yeah. um but I found that it's important to have sort of things that are objectively mine. Yeah. Uh, because we do share taste in food. We share our opinions. We share, yeah. you know, taste in wine. I mean, she likes a shabbily. I don't really give a fuck, you know. But um, what I'm trying to get at is, yeah, do you find that when you moved in with this person that it, it's 50-50 or do you find yourself sometimes feeling a bit over, a bit minimised? Well, um that you have or can you fight that and push back a bit and is that accepted to segue back into um a few episodes back where we talked about um living in london and unable to like be like generational rent where we can't like like move out from our parents and stuff like that me and my missus kind of discussed how um how we missed that step where we were on it where we were able to move out and get our own place and then decide to come together so um yeah to, to like to mention that like the reason why we couldn't like do it the other way is because yeah you couldn't afford it in London really he sort of mentioned that um it probably wouldn't be a good idea because then we would have fallen into our own habits so if I had my own place and I have my way certain way of doing things and then she's moved into my my place and now she's trying to move in her stuff into into my place and I've already fallen into my habits it cause more clashes which I assume you are probably going through at the moment I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, um, well, I'm learning better habits. Let's yeah. put it that way. I mean, like one of the first things that happened was that, uh, when we started seeing each other was that she mentioned that cause she's lived here on her own for a while, obviously. I mean, this is such a cliche as well and I hate saying it, but the toilet seat. Yeah. So obviously she's never really needed to lift that damn thing. And I think when I did it, it probably revealed the horror show that she's always dreaded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've so I've kind of had to mitigate some of the behaviors I've normally do. So for example, like if it was my room at home, I would leave my clothes on the floor uh, and then pick them up in the morning yeah. and chuck them in the dirty clothes basket, or I just sort of leave them on my office chair. Yeah. But because it's her room and because she likes to keep her room tidy and sort of device free as yeah. well. Um, so my sleeping habits um, 
I will yeah. pick up my clothes before I go to bed and just put them on the sofa next to, you know, on the big, you know, she's got a sofa next to the bed. So that's okay. Um, and it's little tiny things like that that do oh. make a difference oh. and you have to adapt them. And it's, oh. it's, it's pretty easy to learn though. I'm not finding it very difficult to learn those things. However, um, I don't really have any things like that. Yeah. Uh, because I've not really had the space of my own to, I mean, because I'd say that I live quite basically. I'd say yeah. that, you know, as long as I've got food, as long as I've got a cuddle, um, and, you know, like, I mean, the basics, so my PlayStation, my laptop, I can work anywhere I want because of my career. Yeah. Um, anyways, which is something I've always wanted to have, and it's something that's been very important to me from the outset. It's why I went down that path. Yeah. Yeah, so to answer your previous question, because we um, were living at home before, um, like when we when we moved in together, yeah. we saw that more of a negotiation type process. It's like it's not like one person dominating all all the decisions we make in this place. Just little things like we both changed it with each other. Like for example, I like to wash up, like do the washing up straight as I finish eating, yeah. just because I, I just like I don't like leaving plates in the sink and then you come back and it's all dried on and it takes ages to wash. I noticed that yeah. every time I go to your place because your your kitchen's right next to where you're sitting. Yeah, yeah. Every time I go to your place, it's immaculately tidy. It looks like one of those IKEA showrooms where you're like, there's one plate. Yeah. You're like, all right, someone's showing off the fact that they've been to IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm like, but she's like, oh, you're like, you're 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 really like particular when it comes to like washing other plate. But then other things, you like, you might leave clothes around or like you don't put yeah, clothes in the basket clothes? properly. You don't put clothes in the basket properly. I reckon what it is is it's not about us blokes. I think it's about girls. I think because I mean, okay, for example, this room that I'm in now. Yeah. isn't actually a spec in bedroom it's a walk-in wardrobe yeah. okay that door behind me there that is just packed full of clothes underneath that bed is just vacuum packed clothes and it's just heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of it right so i reckon what's happened is that every every i think when you get to stage you know because i think that girls do a lot of closure i don't know if that's like a gender bias thing but i think i don't know because like me me and my missus have a wardrobe each yeah we have, have like a double wardrobe each because like our clothes but, like, when it came to two bits of her clothes in your wardrobe, no, no, no. She actually has really? a lot of clothes in her parent, her room, at home still. Yeah, so she, she's got an expanded wardrobe. It's yeah. it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, like, I don't have that at all. I mean, she's got stuff at her parents. It's like how? <laughs> Why would you? She's got a double bedroom flat. Yeah, with a room for a clothes here. Like, admittedly, her her room's only got one chest of drawers, but it's a big ass chest of drawers. Yeah, I've got two drawers in here. Like, and I'm done. I'm I'm set, right? So I reckon the reason that we keep getting told off for having clothes around or for like leaving clothes anywhere is because every single girl has got to a stage where they've actually made such a shameful pile of clothes that it's taken them four days to just get through that laundry and fold it again. And they just swear blind after getting crushed by that heap that like they will never, ever do it again. It's like sort of when you sort of go into a... Um, into a dodgy bar and you get punched in the face and you're like, all right, maybe dodgy bars aren't for me. You know, like it's, it's the same thing, but with a heap of clothes and then you're kind of done. And then, and then the, after that, every time they see it, it's not us getting told off because we're being messy. It's us getting told off because they got fucking PTSD about it. <laughs> we're sitting there and we're just like, and we're like, we're, we're just sitting there like, it's just a sock club. It's not just mm. a sock. It's a reason. <laughs> Like you're like, dude, let it go. <laughs> Pick up the fucking sock. <laughs> like, all right, all right, all right. I'll put it, I'll put it in the laundry. Is there four laundry hampers? <laughs> anyway, I'm doing. So your, so your, like your day free into living with your missus. Like, is there anything else you notice? Um, like, there's always like something that kind of like, like strange behaviour that 
kind of like, oh, I didn't know you did that. She doesn't have any like weird habits. I, I, I was, I'm not going to like sort of grass her in anyway, but um, you know, like because you know, I know we're publishing this. Um, <laughs> one day we'll make it one, one day we'll make it big, and everyone will love us. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, we're getting less and less likes on this thing. Anyway, <laughs> but the people. Oh, 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 oh! Shout out to James Shields, by the way, because um, he said that we're getting him through because it reminds him of his old uni days. Like this is the guy who. Oh my God, he. James Shields is this absolute legend. He's one of those guys who did uni right. Okay, so he went to uni. He got the one in a thousand job for his dream company, which happens to be Microsoft. He's now like designing their Xbox controllers or some shit. But he was the fourth best in the country at Halo. He used to no no scope snipe everyone. And like and it would and we'd do like the whole lot. You know, like when you used to have like old school Xboxes and you could actually have a proper game with your mates instead of having to like get like seven Xboxes and do that bullshit. So yeah. we'd sit there, five of us, taking it in turns to get our asses kicked by this bastard. Um, and he's got the whole, he's got everything. He's done it perfect. He's gone out to the States. He's in Seattle. He's, he's got the perfect girl, well, wife now, actually. Been married for six months. He's done really, really, really well for himself. And everyone's very proud slash jealous. Um, you know, like, yeah. He, he can hook us up with a couple free Xboxes then. So what, piece the camera, James. We know you're watching. I think one of the things that we were talking about was that, you know, just before our little break was that, um, was habits and like sort of how, how that changes when you start living with somebody for the first time. Um, I think for me, I have been learning a lot of new ones. Um, like one of them is really quite an obvious and major one is that um, we, ex she, she likes to do a lot of exercise because she's one of those people who's very determined in, in general. That's uh, why she is what she does. And you know, it's why she's one of the best in her field. Um, but one of the things that we do a lot of is, yeah, I mean, we went running today, for example, um, and I feel quite good for it. I mean, I'm not just putting on this t-shirt to look like I'm in the army or anything like that, but it was, um, it was nice to do that. It was like, it was good to go for a jog and do the kind of things I wouldn't normally do, yeah. but you know, like when you kind of want to do something, but you don't, there's just that teeny tiny bit of motivation and, you know, I'm one of those people who needs that little push and it's quite nice to be in quite prox close proximity with somebody so that that sort of procrastinating monkey can't just take over and you know like i can't i, I can't i can't sack it off because i'm like oh well, in an hour and a half i've got to do x and y um you know and then so i'll put off something like exercising in the meantime although it doesn't look like it <laughs> um yeah. i was saying like um like me and my missus have like very different habits so um in like do you make up your bed when you get out of it or? <laughs> um, <laughs> she has this thing where it, it's a particular thing of hers that, um, that she'll make the bed almost every, you know, she'll make the bed every day. Yeah. Obviously I'll do it as well, but by the time I kind of, but it, it just irritates, it grates on her if the bed's unmade. Yeah. Um, so by the time I've got out of bed and done my teeth, the bed, I come back and the bed's made already. Yeah. But, She's not, I'm not in trouble, but at the same time, you kind of, you know, like when they give you that look of, well, maybe you could have helped. So we have like a very in, um, interesting relationship when it comes to that like, making up the bed. I never do it. So like as soon as we get up, she makes up the bed straight away. But I never do it. But then what happens when she does such a bad job of it? <laughs> she's not that good at making it up. I hope she can't hear you. She does quite a piss poor job of making up the bed. She always makes it up. So like there's times that she's made the bed and then she's come back and goes, Marlon, have you remade the bed that I made? <laughs> I'm like, um, take it or leave it. So I'm like, I'd rather not do something as opposed to doing it badly. 
Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so like, if, I, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it properly. I'm not gonna... Have you never had, like, had that talk with her where you're like, okay, so this is how I like to make the bed. In other yeah. words, this is how you're making the bed from here on in, bitch. And like, you know, because like, that's, that's the thing that she's had with me a few times where it's like, where she's been like, this is how I like to do things. Yeah. And what she means by that is, if you don't start doing it this way, I'll have your bollocks. Yeah. And like, but have you, have you sort of done that thing where you sort of have an open discussion about, so about how things might be done better? No, not really. Like in terms of like making the bed and stuff like that, like she doesn't, she just finds it funny that how, how, I'm, how I'm really particular about it. That I'm really, I like to do it really neatly, and she's like, she just like, she, she would just make it up anyway, and I'd be like, oh, I'm saying if, you're, if you're gonna make it up, let's do, let's just do it properly. I'd rather just roll out of bed and leave it unmade as opposed to doing it like a piss poor job of it. Like we don't take we don't take things really seriously like that. It's just things that happen. I do little annoying things as well. Like for example, I hate finishing things. So like mm-hmm. for example, not like food, but like say for example, like um, you know, like shower gel or like shampoo or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'll, yes. I'll so what what I'll do, I'll have my shower gel and I'll get to the just the very end of it and then I'll open a new one and then there'll be like a bunch of like five half empty yeah, shower I don't gel. know why, but that last little bit just yeah. feels like like farewell, old friend. Yeah. And like when you put it in the bin, it just feels sort of like when you it, it yeah. feels like a big ketchup as well. I have the same yeah. thing with ketchup. Mustard yeah. not an issue. Ketchup, huge problem. Yeah. Like mayonnaise yeah. again, mayonnaise, mustard, yeah. yeah. Fuck you. Right away. Okay, but ketchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't do it. I've had the same shower gel for years. Yeah. I've not used it for four years, obviously. <laughs> I just haven't thrown it away. Yeah. And I don't know what. what I don't know happened. why. It's weird. It's like, if, if that, look, that, that little bit in the bottom of it, you're just like, yeah. instead of just using it, I just like. like and you sit there, you're trying, yeah. but you can't know that you might need it at some point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, got to the end, put this leave that there, take, take another one out, and then it'll be like five just with any like gel in it left. And then, like, after a yeah. while, I think like, my mom used to do the same thing. But you're going to end up smelling of minty, of minty Adidas shit. <laughs> but, you know, because you've kind of mixed it in with the other one because you just got really desperate. Yeah. And all of a sudden, your bollocks are like weirdly tingly, but also not tingly. And meanwhile, your armpits smell of radox. Yeah. You know, it's pretty <laughs> fucked up. I like, um, like my, missus, my missus and my mom used to like, do the exact same thing. They just, after a while, just throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're not using this. Like, Have you ever like, tried to run away one of theirs, though? No. Yeah, I I wouldn't dare. I, I don't know. Hold on. Like, what happened if you do? Have you ever used one of theirs? Yeah. Oh. 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 <laughs> this is one of the problems I've had. Okay. So for so okay. So for me, it makes sense to put the shampoo because yeah. I have like one of two and one anti-dandruffy shampoo things. You just like ba da da ba ba done. All right. But. Uh, She's got a lot of stuff, and again, this is such a cliche, but like, there's a bathroom full of stuff, but none of it says shampoo. Yeah. So it all says stuff like detoxifying, cleansing. I don't know. I swear to God, they make up words for this bullshit. And it's like, and, and it all smells great, but like, you know, like when you kind of caught in a pinch, because it's not something I thought to bring with me, and because um, I was like, you know, I'm not stupid. She's got the best shit there is, and like, you know, she's got like mixed race hair, so like all of her moisturising stuff. Yeah. Like when I use it, oh my God, I feel like a feather. It's like I sit there going, oh, it's so soft. Because it's not, it's designed for like sort of slightly tougher. Yeah. My beard felt like a baby, like it felt like a baby's head. It was, yeah. I was sitting there just stroking away like this. And I've got a habit of doing that, but my God, it was amazing. But I have no fucking good. Worst one for me though, I went to a friend of mine's in Belgium and I didn't, and I went in the shower, it had been a long day and I realized a little bit too late 
that I don't know what Belgium for shampoo is. And they all just sat there laughing at me from the other side of the door because I was panicking. And I had no idea what to, what to pick up. I think I ended up having a shower with like, it wasn't Nair, but it was sort of along those lines. And like, you know, I was like sitting there, I was like, gamble, gamble. <laughs> I think in the end of it, I was just like, is there washing up liquid just to play it safe? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I think I've accidentally used moisturizer for hair conditioner at least twice by now. But I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you're all right. You've got no hair. I mean, hey. you know, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> hey, where's the scalp stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't use it. I've never. I've, barely, I've probably never used shampoo ever, really. To be honest. Oh, really? yeah. Wait, you've never used a girl shampoo? What about I've girl used, shampoo? I've used girl shampoo, but I mean, I've never really. Not really a thing. I don't really like. I'm gonna shampoo my hair. You know what? Girls deodorants, the tits. You. I, I, I've gone through a whole phase of not picking up men's deodorant and just going for girls deodorant. Uh, I hate you. Think about deodorant. it. If you're marketing deodorant, who's gonna care more if they smell a little bit boe? True. If you wanted to be effective, man, you go for the missus's one. Because hey, then you end up like, you're not smelling like a bouquet of flowers, like. No, you don't. Because <laughs> I think yeah, but that's attractive because it's like because it's like you know like people like smells that smell a little bit like them with a hint of something else, right? So if you use no, the but... same if you use the same you know like underarm spray or whatever as her, and it starts to wear off, you've got you breaking through that, and yet you smell kind of familiar at the same time, right. and then not quite sure why. This is me being psychologically evil. So I know I'm uh, getting you for your birthday some women's perfume. Right? <laughs> no, don't do that. It's weird. Although the vanilla <laughs> stuff, I love it. Like, there's this vanilla stuff they used to do at Body Shop and I was like, ah, yeah. oh, amazing. I used to go around spritzing my ex. I was like, sit there, stop it. It's like, <laughs> Is there any annoying habits that your missus has? Um, phew, apart from like holding knives on the other side of that door, um, you're sitting there quietly sharpening. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't really think so. I think they're nothing that is sort of, oh yeah, there's this one. Um, she keeps putting glasses and cups on the edge of tables. Oh, have you broken any? No, it, I'm not clumsy about it, but it's just that, um, I've got, a f- I've had a few friends who've sort of been quite clumsy in the past. And I've kind of always been like very aware of it. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of like it grates on me because it's like it's perfect balance it's perfectly safe but like yesterday I swear to god like the glass it was that far over the edge <laughs> it was next to the sofa and I mean it, it was stable it was perfectly stable but oh my god you know like when children fall off sofas it was yeah. like that I was like I was like <laughs> straight away I was like I'll save you <laughs> she's like oh babe can you cuddle no <laughs> talking about talk about glasses my missus has a habit of using like multiple glasses at once why so, like, she would just like just use a new one every time she had a drink so she might be using that like, six at once well what for like off drinking i mean because if it's a wine glass then you're also gonna have like a glass of water with it i mean i'm doing two no, right, but, like, say, say she, she, have, she might have a drink now then later on she take out another glass for a new drink then later what? on she has another drink just because why don't you just wash it, give it a rinse, and then it's like... That's my thinking on it. That's the way I, yeah. that's the way I, that's the way I handle it, but... I'll go in the cupboard, it's just me and her, so I'll go in the cupboard and there would be no glasses left. I'm like, what's going on? Have we had eight people around for drinks or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, mean, I think, though, that we come from a different background where it's like, 
when we were at university, the uh, the challenge was to find a fork. Yeah. Um, so the idea of having a clean glass. I mean, I've actually still got. I actually brought the glass that I had at uni here, mm. like that little whiskey glass. I brought my little whiskey tumbler. I think our thing was that obviously when you ran out of your pint, when your pint glass got smashed or whatever, because yeah. what the fuck, um, you just went out and nicked another one. Yeah. Um, whereas I think that now we're adults, proper, you know, proper adults, I guess. It's just, I mean, there are so many different glasses for different reasons. And yeah. I have like two of each, but if one of the cocktail glasses goes, we can't have cocktails anymore. I'm not that. I'm not that fancy. I diffuse any glass. I got. I only have two types of glass. One for like drinking, like normal drinks out of, and then I have wine glasses. Yeah, but you don't have whiskey in a wine glass. It's not the same. Yeah, I do. I have whiskey in wine glass. I have whiskey in any glass. You can't tell me what to do. There's no rules on this shit. Yeah, no, but there are. There are definitely uh, rules to glasses. No. They make this entire like. There's like an entire section of IKEA set up because there are rules to this shit. Not, like no one's just having a standard tumbler. No, there's like 15 different types of tumbler. It's not and like. Tumbler that could have wine in it. That's the one because she's got these ones that look like because look it, it basically these tumblers that she's got look like this without yeah. the stem. So you can have wine in there, yeah, but only if it's red. Otherwise, you're going to spoil it. Apparently, because, like your hand such a big deal difference. Back to the point, and I believe living with your girlfriend for the first time again. Mm, very <laughs> nice. Um, but like, okay, so I found that like, her being a morning person has become more of an issue. So for me, I'm quite evening oriented. I'll go to sleep at like one in the morning, even if I've got, mm. especially when I've got work at like 6am the next day. Whereas she will go out like, like, like that. And mm. I think that kind of cute when it's on the phone, cause you know, you still do your own thing. Mm. But I think when you're living with somebody, obviously there's a problem because like, if I'm playing on my phone, it will, it, it will disturb her. Yeah. And that's not fair on her, but apparently it's totally fair at nine in the morning to wake me up. Yeah. Um, so is, like my missus like can't stay up late. So she like, she tried to like when we watch it like if we're watching something and then she would just fall asleep and then like yeah. if we're watching a show together now we have to stop the show then she's like oh, I need to go to bed like for <laughs> me like for example like Saturday Saturday night today and um for me I'll stay oh, up until I'll stay up until three in the morning because it's Saturday I have the opportunity to stay up late or wake up late but yeah and a little part in the back of your head's like you're not quite ever growing out of that yeah. it's like it's like oh boy I can stay up late yeah. 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 It's Saturday, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, so but she'd be like, oh, by midnight she wants to go to bed. I'm like, Saturday, I don't want to go to bed at midnight. Yeah, it's not work. It's not a work day. Why am I going to bed at midnight? But yeah. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah, she I've wants got that. It's like, I think. Huh? Uh, yeah, she likes to go to bed earlier and then she likes to sleep in as well. I'm weird now. I've got like this weird body clock where I wake up early as well. So I can go to bed at three o'clock in the morning. I still wake up like around eight or nine. That's not good. Yeah, it's weird. I, my shifts always sh- uh, yeah. change every week. Yeah. yeah. I'll have like weeks where I will, there's like a week where I will go and do night shifts yeah. and my night shift yeah. will end at one in the morning. Yeah. But then I have to switch off afterwards. And I think yeah. that's a huge problem. Yeah. Me and the other journalists, we talk about it a bit, or at least the ones I work with. We talk well, about it. And if you it, did like, it, if you, so if you did like a nine to five job, you like I think your body like would adjust to it to the point like mine has. So around eight, seven, between seven and nine, I always wake up no matter what, which is kind of annoying when if I have if I'm on an annual leave or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, or if, if and it's your body gets used to the idea that you yeah. can, you're allowed to lie in. Yeah. Do you find that if you've got like a random early thing that you or like when you I mean because my shift pattern changes so when it does. I'm automatically anxious, but subconsciously anxious about the timing. 
So I end up waking up at like, um, like throughout the night, just out of dread or fear that I've got to wake up in an hour and I've missed my alarm, even though I've never set it. Yeah. It's fucked up. And then you like sit there and you look at your phone and then of course now that blue light's in your face and then you're just like, uh. Yeah, I've, once read, I've once read four articles of news and didn't realise I was reading it because I was still half asleep. It was yeah. really fucked up. It's weird, but, how yeah. your body, weird how your body changes. Cause I remember I used to go to bed late when I was younger and then wake up with the like, it, it, evening <laughs> or even a kid, even in uni, you go to bed, like we go come in from a night out like early in the morning and then wake up, I wake up in the evening. And then go out again. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that's how it was at one point. But now, times uh, you, uh, but now we didn't do that. The daytime for about three days. Yeah, but there were a few little nights that were really good. Yeah, that's crazy. Like I think those times, like going out with you, coming back at nine in the morning. Yeah, like what the fuck was that? Yeah, like, we were, most of the, the the weird thing was right. Everywhere shut at one. Why were we still awake at seven? Yeah, I don't like, know it why. Was weird. I mean, mostly drama, and you know, at some point, someone had to call an ambulance. But whatever, it wasn't really my fault directly. And um, you know, if you get stuck with a tree, it's his problem. Poor us too. Poor us too. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. But what was it? It was like his. Uh, yeah, like I, I still remember that time when, um, when, when that you know, like when when we had all that drama. And it was towards the end of my third year, and you know, your first year, obviously. And, it was like 9am and we're all out and about still walking around and like, you know, like when you're like tired, but you're still awake and you don't know why. Yeah. And just doesn't, but then you get to like 10am after an all nighter and it just feels weird to go to bed at that point. Mm. Like, and yet you do it and then you nap and then you're not sure what the fuck's going on for about two days after that. Yeah. Do you find that your missus is a morning person or what? Oh yeah, definitely. She yeah, she's early. always been um she'll wake up at seven o'clock on purpose yeah. but, but like, you know, like she'll accidentally wake up but then she, when she's awake she's awake yeah um and i do i, I envy that in a way because it takes me about half an hour to sort of understand where i'm so like so like me and my missus um I, i'm the i'm like I, i'm the person that stays up late and wakes up early so yeah she like she will oh, go to so bed yeah, she would go to bed early. She'd go to bed earlier than me. I, I want to sleep in and I'll be like trying to get up and everything. Probably waking her up in the process. Do you make a breakfast? Uh, sometimes. Depends. Yeah, sometimes. you make a coffee? No, she don't drink coffee. She drinks tea. All right, well, do you make a tea? Uh, sometimes, yeah. It's like, now, we, now oh, I hate to mention it, now we're in the social um, isolation. We um, work from home together yeah. in the living room. And so like in the morning, I'll do my breakfast and then I'll do her some breakfast as well and tea. Are you finding that, that the whole like sort of isolation thing is like improving a relationship? Um, it's interesting. We spend so much. We've been together for nonstop for four weeks, and we haven't wanted to kill each other yet. So, are you having like healthy arguments? Though? No, no, we don't. We, we don't argue. That's the thing, though. That's what. Like, that's the thing about our relationship. I, I don't think your relationship should be arguing all the time. Like, we we rarely argue. No, but I mean, like, it's not argue as in like sort of debate a point. So not, it's hard to describe it. It's like, because there's a fight and there's an yeah. argument yeah. and there's, and there's sort of like just testing sort of each other's brains a bit. Yeah. Like, oh, we, have, we have debates. We have debates. Whereby you sort of play the devil's advocate, even yeah. if you do agree with them. Yeah. We have debates about certain things, but like. Debates. That's what I mean. Yeah. About certain things, but not really like anything major, really. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I kind of enjoy debates. I think that's because of the fact that 
you know, like I'm, that's the way I'm wired is yeah. that I, I always quite enjoy having an accident being like, I, I like growing as a person. I think that for me, like arguing in that way, um, like debating is the best way to stay sharp. Yeah. And it sort of helps me grow as a person. Um, yeah. And like, so to me, I, I can't be in a relationship long term with somebody who just agrees with me. I had this, I had this girlfriend who, who would just agree with me. And after I realized that actually that there was no sort of push and pull, I think it was when we were breaking up and I realized I dumped myself mm. uh, by kind of telling her what to say back to me as an argument instead of, you know, I was like, I was like, okay, so, you know, I had to ask it. Okay. So do you, you know, like, what's your opinion of this? She goes, okay, I just think whatever you think. And I'm like, that's not good enough. Mm. I need an argument. Otherwise it's just, and then you're you just want, kind you, of prepared. You want somebody with a strong opinion and willing to like say that like my, my missus is quite direct. She, she had a problem with something I did or. Oh yeah, she's great. She would tell me straight. Dependent. Yeah, she would. Yeah. She'd tell me straight. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, actually, we're, we're actually very, um, different in that aspect what if I, i'm more like if i'm annoyed i'll keep like more quiet when when i go really quiet then you know i'm more annoyed that's, that's how i handle things to gauge though because i think because you're naturally quite a sort of reserved person in the yeah. back, back i mean you're definitely not in the background but you know i mean you're looming over the background if you are <laughs> um you know he's sitting there it's like why is it going dark in it marlon move to the left a bit okay that's <laughs> um, <laughs> it, means, it means because i'm tall Cause like how how do you gauge when you're going? Because for me it's the same. Right? If I go quiet, a I'm overwhelmed, um, and that's something I've only really come to terms with, sort of under, as an understanding thing. Because before I'd just go quiet, and then the whole world was collapsing, and then yeah. the pressure would kick in, and it would all get funneled down. But for you, how do you know when you're just kind of calm versus when you're gone quiet, as in dangerously quiet? Not well, dangerous. If, if I refuse to speak, or like you're, you're talking to me, I'm not responding to you. I'm just like sat there. I'm probably most likely pissed oh, off. Oh huh? I think that's an introvert thing. Like, if, if you're like, oh, Marlon, and I'm just like... <laughs> yeah, you might be getting punched That's in the face. that gives it away alongside... Yeah, you you know, be... like, it's like, Marlon, put the knife down. Marlon, yeah. Marlon put the chair down. Marlon, <laughs> Marlon, tables aren't for picking up. Um, Marlon, Marlon, fuck! I'm most likely trying, to, st- trying to stop... My, I'm most likely trying to stop myself from kicking off if I'm that quiet. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people are like that. Um, I, but I think it's a very introvert thing. Um, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I think for me, if, I, if I'm going to kick off, I'm going to like probably kick off big. I'm not, I'm not going to like... Yeah. I'm not going to just... I don't know. I don't do things by half measures. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't do things by half measures, really. I just like... If I do it, I don't do it. If I do it... Yeah, I, it's to do that. I think that... I do think that it's a very stupid person who tries to piss somebody off yeah. and then doesn't expect to get the shit kicked out of him one way or another. Because I know that, you know, being an older brother, if I piss my brother off, or if he pisses me off, I think you learn from a very early stage that payback's a bitch. Mm. And it's not necessary sometimes to mm. annoy people. And also, I never really met anybody who, I mean, do you remember that? There was this time when these two guys were chatting up, my girlfriend at uni. And again, I'm just bringing it back to uni because yeah. you can. There's obviously hundreds of one of them came up to me and he was like, oh, I'm testing you, girl. My mate's just testing your girlfriend to so, make sure she's loyal. I think these two guys were like army guys and they had like these muscles the size of my legs. Like, they're yeah. like, mass- they both like shit. massive. And then Les is like this small guy trying to like stand up for his girlfriend. There's probably like eight of us and I'm like looking at these two guys. I'm like, 
they can break me in half. Shit's kicking off, Lev. You're on your own. You're gonna die. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm literally not helping you in this one here. Yeah, but I feel like just because someone, I, I feel like you know, like it was. Like, these two, I'm like these two will rip through all of us. So I'm like, you're on your own. Well, yeah, but that's the problem though, because it's it's kind of like they they sort of stand there and they, you know, like people like that, they they will come into a like, into a situation, they will cause friction on purpose, knowing that they're the biggest people there, yeah. and I feel that that is wrong. Uh, yeah. very strongly wrong not because I was on the receiving end of it but because if I saw it anywhere else it's like firstly it's complete disrespect to everybody around them they're disrespecting her because she's obviously here with a boyfriend who she likes and they're saying yeah well we're better because we're bigger but actually they're not they're just cunts and yeah. they're just cunts who work out and you know frankly if they were taking steroids I hope they get a fucking heart attack still secondly you know purely because of that I don't give a fuck who they are they could be fucking like heroes now whatever have a fucking heart attack yeah. alright secondly like, I feel that anybody who is that arrogant, there's something a bit wrong with them. Like, you don't, you don't, I mean, like, they're fine, you know, there are always going to be relationships that are complicated. You've got, you know, relationships where maybe the boy and the girl aren't getting along great and, you know, it's kind of circling the drain and, you know, one of them's looking for an out or whatever. But you don't just go up to two, you don't just go up to someone in a bar mm. and then start trying it on with them, you know, boy or girl, even in front of their boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, it's disrespectful. It's yeah, it's just—it's just bizarre. I mean, how big does your ego have to be, or how little does your dick need to be, yeah. in order to behave like that? It's just bizarre. Like, I mean, I've accidentally chatted up a married woman before, but as soon as I asked turned around, like, uh, "Yeah, mate, I'm married." I'm like, "Really?" You know, yeah. like, I mean, I've talked about that before, but it's yeah. And we all make mistakes, but I think that when you know you're doing it, it's just something a bit wrong with your head. Yeah. And like, I think there's something very sort of unsettling about people like that because you're not an alpha male. You're, you're clearly somebody who got ripped because they were such a fucking little person. Yeah. And that little person-ness never leaves you. Mm. So no matter how... I've always found people like that, like, you know, like, yeah, fine, you're big now, but, you know, you're only big because you were little and you'll mm. always be little. And it's that behaviour that is the difference between somebody like you who is just big in general. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just acknowledges their size. And I think that, you know, usually 99% of the time people don't act like that. But you get the little one, you know, it's like the little fucker at the gym who just gets all jacked up. And then and you look yeah. at him going, like, all right, come on, mate. Like, yeah, you know, like, the complex. Right. Yeah, why don't you just talk yeah. to us? You know, you need a pint more than you need a fucking... I think that's an interesting thing to actually like mention, really. But I think, like, people that are naturally tall or, or big naturally kind of have a different, like, outlook and, like, their stature as opposed to somebody mm. that grew up small, like a really skinny small person and now wants to be like a big, like big dude. Like for me, like, I never really like look up my size that much as, as people do. Yeah. I never really, I'm, I don't like walk around like, oh, I'm 6'6", six, six, I'm 6'6". Six, yeah, but that's because you never There's been discriminated because of your height. Yeah. So I think that if I had been rejected by several girls because I was... No, that's not true. Mm. I think there's some girls that, I, 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 some girls don't, would, would not, not, not attracted because I'm this tall, so... No, my brother, he was six foot three, and he, he said that the number of times he's had girls ask him how tall he is, and they're like, oh, and he goes six foot three, and they go, oh, that is tall. Yeah. And he said that he got really pissed off with it because it was like, they only really liked him because he was tall. And yeah. he was like, well, that happened. That, 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 that is a thing. I have that a lot of people always ask me how tall I am and all that. That is a thing, but I mean, it's not always that some people like say he's too, I'm too tall. So I've heard, I've well, had, yeah, I've heard that. It's quite, well. huh? it quite extraordinary. I mean, what, you're six foot six? 
I'm, I'm technically six foot five, but I tell people I'm six foot six because I'm yeah, well, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm on the borderline. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, I'm five foot ten and three quarters. Yeah. I'm on the borderline too, between five foot ten and five foot eleven. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really matter um, because most of the girls I know or most of the girls I date tend to be about five foot two, five foot one. Yeah. Um, so, like, but, yeah, my, so, yeah, my missus is five foot three. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love your missus. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, do you find that? Okay, here's something I found. I once dated a girl who was my height. Yeah. And I found it really awkward holding her hand. Why? Because like, it was awkward. It was like, okay, so. Because you're the same height. Because their arms are here, but they're also shorter. It fits, yeah. right? Yeah. People take an interest. But as a bloke, holding hands with somebody who's the same shoulder height as you, it's difficult because you. Mm. And also, I've never liked the fact that for a little bit, I mean, we dated for like two or three weeks, but not because of the height thing, but because she had to go back to Brazil. But I had to go on my tippy toes to kiss somebody for the first time. Uh. And it was yeah. so weird. It was such a weird feeling. I was like, I was like, mm. I've never had that. I've never had that. So I don't. I wouldn't know how that feels, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. There are, there are, for the record, there are women out there that are taller than me. But um, yeah, I've never like dated. Yeah, anybody. but I mean, they're an anomaly. I mean, there were like there were everyone out. Well, quite I've seen it. I've, I've been like, I've been like going into a club and I see this girl like taller than me. Like she must have been like six foot seven. Yeah, but I feel kind of sorry for those girls because yeah. I mean, I've known a couple of tall girls and they have like, there's like the people I was with was taking the piss out of her in the line and I like, I'm like leave her alone yeah <laughs> I bet they shut the fuck up then it's like if she turned around I will eat you they're like oh Marlon she's taller than you she's taller than you look I feel bad about that alright yeah. <laughs> like, my like personal dating life we've only like come across girls like six foot one maybe yeah I had a friend who was like six foot yeah which is quite a bit shorter than me I do feel for them because I feel that, you know, like height does make a big difference. Yeah. So as a bloke, we've just discussed But then that. again, I remember like when I first started dating my missus actually, I was in, we used to go to South Bank a lot. And there yeah. was this girl, like blonde girl, like quite attractive as well. She was um, taller than me actually. She was taller than mm. me. She actually was going out with this guy a lot shorter than her. And she, the yeah. way she, like she, the confidence she had walking around, like she was like strutting around and everything. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, me and my missus, like, oh, she's quite tall. Like, she's with shorter dudes. But she like yeah she had like she like she's full of confidence walking around strutting around. So um so yeah we thought we'd end on a little positive note in the meantime. Um so like, what is your favourite thing about and this is such a cliche a shit cliche question I'm so sorry, but um we've had a few points. So what's your favourite thing about uh, living with your missus compared to, uh, you know past living experience of living on your own living with the lads and living with your mum. Um, I think it's just a, I think it's just a, the convenience of being able to spend as much time with somebody that you care about. Because um, uh, before what we, correct. before because like, she lived in North London, I lived in South London, so we only get to see each other like once or twice a week or something. What we used to do, we used to like um, like book hotels every week, like really, yeah, across London, or we stayed we stayed in literally like loads of with loads of different four-star hotels across London, probably anyone you can name, four or five stars, we stayed in like so many. We used to spend like, like the whole weekend together and it get kind of exhausting because you're like, you're like Yo, you leave work on Friday and then like the whole entire weekend you almost spend on the road. So it, it, it did give a bit of a mystery to the weekend, but I mean like, yeah, after like looking back on it, it's like knackering. Yeah. Not as much as it does to rent in London, to be honest. It was actually a lot cheaper. Really? Yeah. But, um, Wait, but like, uh, I mean, a hotel in London for a four-star hotel is like £100 a night. It depends. If you, like, well, we, I used to be, we got really good at finding hotels. 
So I used to go on um, like lastminute.com and then just find like different deals on there. So you know, rarely spend over 100 quid, rarely spend over 70 quid actually. So, um, what, for the weekend? Not for the weekend, for just like a night. We um, used to take it in turns. So one week will be my turn and then next, the following week will be her turn. So the way we used to, mm-hmm. we used to switch up every week and then we used to see if, what deals we can find. And, yeah, we used to spend a lot of time on lastminute.com. Yeah. Um, on lastminute.com, they have this thing called secret hotels. Oh, yeah. Where you don't know which hotel, because like, some hotels don't like to advertise that they have spare rooms available. So, okay. Yeah, you go on yeah. lastminute.com and it'd be like a blank hotel. You don't know where it is, but you can sort of guess by the blurred out picture or the location that oh, it must be maybe a Hilton or wherever. So you yeah, can, yeah. So we used to do that occasionally if we can't find any deals. So you just like oh, it costs seventy quid, and he's like it's a four star hotel, and it's in like West London. So we go there and he's like oh, this is the Hilton, oh, that's nice, and you just go there. Because mm, I mean, like for me, I, I've. I mean, I've, I've, I've had a similar situation, but it's never been that bad because uh, I think that my family have always been quite liberal compared yeah. to sort of my, what must have been the case with your cultures, you know, like with your subcultures. Because yeah. I mean, this kind of does link into, yeah. having never actually really been with a white girl for a, a while, yeah. it was always that if, if I wanted to be with them, we'd either have to wait till someone had a, our parents left yeah. for the weekend. And when you're like, when you're 28 doing that, it's a bit, ugh. Because yeah. neither of us had any jobs or anything like that. Yeah. But, I mean, one of the things I've quite enjoyed about this particular situation is that, you know, you have a place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, there's a lot, there's a lot of, of, of relaxing of the rules when they're your rules. I think that's one of the things I've really enjoyed about this is that there's no social anxiety about anything. You can just mm. kind of just lounge around in your dressing gown all day. It doesn't mm. really matter. Yeah. Um, I think that for me, one of the positives also is is learning more about that person in a very in-depth way. Yeah. Um, like, you know, like, for example, like learning the bad habits. And I mean, this is going to sound weird, but like if they're on the loo and you just don't care and you just like, because when you go that whole dating thing, there's that stage where, you know, for a little while you're like, okay, for God's sake, but I, I know you're fart. You know? <laughs> uh, what, if you're, what if you're thinking of that? Because like me, my missus don't like to talk about like, <laughs> Especially in my missus, don't like to talk about like bathroom bathroom behaviors and stuff like that. It doesn't like, come up. Like we both, I mean, we, we both pretend. Yeah, we both pretend we don't shit at the moment. Like we both don't have an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I just get this little message of like, I just get. I've had a couple of situations in the last couple of days where it's been a bit where she's like, "So, did we enjoy our shit?" And I was like, yeah <laughs> so did you um did you remember to beach the toilet seat I'm like, I'm like oh come on <laughs> go back in that's bullshit <laughs> like, yeah we, I think we, like, we, it took me, it took me two days to learn where the no it's so no, i didn't realize her her my my um my air extinguisher thing you know like like yeah. the thing the um you know, like where it gets rid of the smell. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that hers didn't automatically turn on. Yeah. I, I thought it was quite a quiet one, but it took me about three or four dates to realize where it was. Uh, and I had no idea. And it was on the outside of a bathroom, and yeah. I was like absolutely mortified. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I'd be here for a weekend, and I'm like, I've got to, you know, you've got to have a poop at some point. Like me and my but missus yeah. pretend like we just don't do it, it just doesn't happen. That's so yeah. weird. Like you're lying to yourselves and each other. I mean, yeah, it's been eighteen months. Yeah. We just both like we yeah. never. I think we never. We never like sit down like, oh, I need to go take a shit. We just like. No, I mean that's weird. Guys in it. Oh, I need to have. I mean, a shower. unless you like. 
Okay, I mean, that's a waste of water, but, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think there's, I think that you come to that sort of quiet acceptance of the fact that they have an anus yeah. and it's not purely for pleasure. Um, <laughs> but not that. <laughs> I'm going to shut the fuck right up. <laughs> no, 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 nothing of the sort. She's a lady. Uh, no, but what I'm saying is that it's like, no, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's like you just kind of accept the fact that you're human beings. I think that that's yeah. my favorite thing is like learning. The human yeah, I wonder, stuff. I wonder when that does set, set in, like you get to a point where you just don't care anymore. Like, I, I think I'm at, like, I get to that stage quite quickly because I'm yeah. pretty chilled out about other people. Well, it's yeah. just nice to be here. You know, it's, I think that for me... How comfortable, I, I, how, how comfortable do you think you're going to get living with your missus and her place? I'm already, I, I think I'm one of those people who's quite comfortable to start with. I mean, like, yeah. I'm very, I think like, you know, like, I think as soon as you sort of gone past that sort of having sex with them stage, you... It becomes very easy to relax around people. I also, once I'm comfortable, I'm very comfortable. Like, I have this problem at work. Actually, I get not not that I'm walking around naked at work, but you know, like the, once I get settled in, I start to feel quite relaxed. And I think that and it's a good thing and it's also a bad thing because I forget where I am. Sometimes it kind yeah. of treads on the toes of certain formalities and certain situations. Like um, a lot of the time at office in office scenarios, I think I've discussed this before. I get quite informal, yeah. um, not because I'm trying to be creepy or anything like that, but because that's what I'm like. Yeah. Um, and I think that when, <laughs> um, and like, no, I think that just because I get quite comfortable um, yeah. and I, you know, I assume that everybody's as comfortable as I am. And I think that that could be quite imposing for quite a few people, but I don't think I'd end up with somebody yeah. who was, you know, like that. Um, I don't think that I would end up with somebody who, who found themselves, I mean, I think if you feel uncomfortable with somebody, then it kind of, you can tell if someone's feeling uncomfortable around you. Yeah. And unless you can mitigate that by, you know, maybe holding back a little bit and then going back in, but eventually one way or another, you're going to have, you're exposed to this person's full crazy. Yeah. And I think that it's important to understand that they're going to eke it out a little bit. But when you see the full crazy, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, mm. um, I, I think it's quite sweet. I think it's quite funny because, like, I mean, um, you know, I saw my girlfriend's the other day and she just got in this really funny mood. She got a bit tipsy and just start, and she just, like, licks my face. And I was like, the fuck was that? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> she, the weird thing is, like, like, they do it a lot. Every woman in my life has licked my face at some point. And I've been sitting there like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? And, like, but you do it. But then it was like, all right, fine. Let's play that game. So I lick their face back, and then we both establish that we don't like being licked. And <laughs> it's weird. It's just fucking weird. But it's just kind of fun to do stupid shit like that because yeah. I think when you feel that comfortable with somebody, and when they feel that comfortable with you, they're just like, eh, I just felt like doing it, and you're just like, well, I think what I, I, I realize because they trust you. And what, what I do, like, I like okay? to like, I like to bully the misses a lot. Like, just like, yeah, I tried that. She doesn't like it. She's not you don't like it either, but you just do it anyway. You just bully her. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I think it's because it's blokes who are just kind of like banter. Yeah, yeah, you're my best mate. I'm gonna banter with you. Yeah, you throw her and around. And they, they're like, <laughs> uh, no, darling, um, that's not very funny. You yeah. can't, you can't say that about about people of of. Uh, you can't really say that, darling. No more vagina jokes. How about that? <laughs> I mean, you know, and it turns out the word um, the word fuck sock doesn't work doesn't work as a nickname. Um, <laughs> she doesn't like it. <laughs> I don't think anybody likes that. 
What, oh, the way, I came up. I never called her that, but I came up with this. With it, I was like, I was like, go oh, on, do it. You know that little devil on your shoulder. You're like, go on, go on, call her a fuck socket. And like, and I was like, I was like, and even I, with like zero inhibitions, was like, was like, was like, hmm, no, because <laughs> as as lovely as the bed behind me is, I don't want to sleep in it. Um, like, so. But, oh god it was the worst. i couldn't unthink it i was sat there for about I, I looked at her and i was like i felt guilty i hadn't said anything i was like and it was in my head for about half an hour i was like i've got to unsee that like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen one of the most intelligent people i've ever met come on fuck stock fuck okay. like, so, don't do it don't see it besides the besides the name calling and insults what else do you like living about living with your missus in the, in the past I, I i like the sort of the little discussions the little mediocre discussions um like you have the the debates um that come after a couple of glasses of wine which i really enjoy um because you know like i said before I'm, i like to grind an axe um i like to I like to see other people's points but i'm also quite selfish in mind so i'll try and make my point as well and i think that's something that kind of comes across quite poorly sometimes but i think that when you've read the right person who has the same mindset, they see it for what it is, not for you trying to um, mansplain anything, but for you trying to learn by testing it. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, I've never really, I've, I've always been quite of the opinion that, you know, like that they, that generally if I'm with somebody, they're probably more intelligent than me at this stage. <laughs> and I tend to go for intelligent people because you can learn more from them. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. want someone who disagrees with me. I don't want someone who's I think um, dumber than me in any way. Well, not, not that they're not, they can't be, I'm not saying people who are dumber than you are inferior anyway or not attractive they are, but I, I couldn't, I'd be very frustrated if I have to explain. Uh, it, it, you just want someone who goes, oh, I get, yeah, yeah, yeah me too. You know, that's all you want. No. And I, I think, I think um, in a relationship, you should both learn from each other. I think, I think that's how you grow as a, as a couple. Yeah, otherwise you're bored. Yeah, I don't it's think like, that. Well, you know, like, do you like that? Yes, I like that yeah. too. Me too. And I think if I had to like, constantly like it's like carrying dead weight almost as well like if you just have to constantly explain to fit something to somebody or just you're not getting yeah. anything from you don't develop you i think you're, you're both i do want to teach and stuff like i, I like teaching i like yeah. for example like you know having gone out with girls who are different cultures like, that's one of the things i absolutely love is like learning to cook with that culture yeah. uh, or learning through them like about cultures but again we'll talk about that another time because otherwise we're here all night and it's like 11 o'clock and she'll be upset but um, I do find that learning from your partner is very important. I think that also, though, but also I don't like the idea of not being able to teach, not not so much teach, but not being able to give that back or give that experience. It's, you know, it's, like, it's a two-way street. You need to be yeah. teaching and you need to be learning. If you, like, it should be like a, like, a, like, a, like a circle going around that like you're both sort of learning. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, though, that my girlfriend's a bit older than me and she's been through a lot of the things that I'm currently going through, like, you know, puberty yeah. and things like that. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, her beard's way stronger than mine. Um, like, it's like, oh, so you have to shave downwards, oh, against the great, oh. <laughs> but like, well, she is on the other side of that door. I'm going to get my sh- shit kicked out. No, I'm joking. No, she's not one. Um, no, she's probably just sit there with her eyebrows so high up they hit her fucking hairline. Anyway, um, which is a very dangerous position to be when you're the person in the flat, and she could definitely make it look like a murder that the police believe. Um, she's that smart. 
And they um, need, her, they need no, her at the moment, so they probably won't lock her up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's an essential worker. Everyone yeah. needs a bloody... Yeah, so I mean, like, they'll probably just sack off the investigation for a few months because I'm just a fucking dirty journo. But, oh, yeah, you're going to miss him, really. Yeah. You know, like, meanwhile, hero of the NHS. I mean, she made the threat. She's made the threat twice. Um, she, was, she was like, if we don't like each other, I'll just throw you downstairs and pretend that you attacked me. That happened to somebody I know. Really? <laughs> Wow, okay, well, that, that took a turn. Um, <laughs> all right, a couple of whiskeys down, you're all of a sudden, it's that actual murder conspiracy. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, allegedly. Um, love that word. Allegedly gets you out of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, so let's wrap things up. Um, my name's Les Steed, and this is Marlon White. And it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you. <laughs>